This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can watch us on ESPNU. Listen to us on SiriusXM80, the ESPN app, all of our great ESPN stations across the country, which feel free to send us the gear to display. We want to shout you out, like ESPN Radio and Beaver Dam, 1430 AM. Did today our first unboxing that we had uh, <laughs> earlier in the show. You can go back on the ESPN app and listen to our podcast where we talked a bunch about the MLB and the postseason. Of course, all of the games and the Road to the World Series will be heard here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Chris Canty is cracking up. I have no idea what he's cracking up from. Uh, I just, the, the swag. The Dodgers I'm, performance. I'm so, I'm, so, I'm so happy. I'm elated that the crew out of Beaver Dam decided to send us the swag, and I got the sweatshirt that actually fits me. That's right. You know how hard it is for me to find clothes that fit me, Ev? I don't. It's next to impossible, right? Like you have I, to order special I have clothing? to order special. It's got to be made to measure. And so to be able to get the swag with, with official with the logo and everything in my size, and it actually fits, shout out to the folks at Beaver Dam for looking out for their boy. And you can do that also. Absolutely. Beaver Dam, Absolutely. Beaver Dam was first Absolutely. at all of our great stations. We want to shout you out. We want to be a part of of your communities in your town. So let's go. We can do that, and we can do that with you. Uh, when is bedtime tonight? Because Chris Canty is in charge of our bedtime. Uh-huh. He makes the decision based on Thursday night football, Monday night football, yeah. Sunday night football, when we can all go to sleepy, and when is it tonight? And the reason I say it that way is because we don't have a game in which it's Philadelphia and San Francisco. We're not expecting a barn burner back and forth. No. We have Kansas City. And Travis Kelsey likely playing. And yep. maybe Taylor Swift in the building tonight. Maybe mm-hmm. with the long weekend she mm-hmm. goes and stays there. Who knows? Okay. Against Denver at 1-4 and four that you have written off, I think, five games ago. You wrote Denver off at 1-4. and four. Yeah. So what time do you think we go sleepy tonight? So the kickoff is at 8.15. I'm going to set the over-under for bedtime at 10 o'clock. I, I think... You know, maybe early third quarter, end of the second. Halftime, early third quarter is about the time when we can go ahead and shut this thing down where it will no longer be in doubt. Hmm. The Kansas City Chiefs play with their food when it comes to the Denver Broncos. The two games last year may have been close by score, but not really when you actually took a look at them because the Chiefs were never in jeopardy of losing either of them. So I, I think this one is going to be over relatively early. We can put to get, put away the, the theater and the drama for it. So, yeah, I don't think Denver has a chance at making this a game. Neither do I. And with all due respect to the bedtime czar, with I thought all, it was – With all due respect. I, respectfully, <laughs> CC. I, thought, I think it might be earlier than that. 10 really? O'clock. Don't you think – I mean – that's a first with, with half that, with, sleeper. With that, with I that think de- it could with that be defense? a first half sleeper. With that defense is, 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 and Patrick Mahomes? Is this a confidence booster for the young receivers with Patrick Mahomes? It seems like, like it. Like, they're just going to get on board. Like, the, the Broncos' defense is, is all-time bad. Like, like, they're awful. They're terrible. And, and so this is Patrick this, Mahomes. And Travis Kelsey a little bit bang up. This is the game, if you were ever going to build confidence with those young guys, because those are receivers that are going to have to make plays once the game starts to mean more later in the season. This would be the game that you could look at as a turning point, as a breakthrough for them. Like the Denver Broncos defense is the slump buster for every offense. We saw that with the Jets last week. Yeah. Why, why can't the Kansas City Chiefs keep that rolling? You know what I mean? Especially with Travis Kelsey being a little bit nicked up. You know what's interesting? If this were an NBA game, tonight would be a load management game for Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah. He, there was no way it, in, an, in a longer schedule – Mm-hmm. He'd play tonight. But it may well be a load management game. I mean, this could be a big Isaiah Pacheco game. It could be a night where the Kansas City Chiefs run game is featured. They have a really good defense, so maybe this is one in a short week where Andy Reid decides to lean on that offensive line and, and go lean on that defensive front. 
uh, and wear those guys down and shorten the game. This is one where you want to get out, no injuries, make sure everybody's clean, make sure your team gets to the weekend healthy. I think that conservative approach would be one of those, you know, where a team that has championship aspirations is looking at it and say, this is a game where we don't need the style points. We just need to find a way to check the box and get a dub. If this is a hypothetical load management game, would you even risk it with Travis Kelsey? No, I've, I've said it, and CC over, uh, you know, disagreed with that and kind of overruled that thought process as a, as a former player because I've said, hey, just let them rest and let them get ready for the next one. But you know, you're saying that it basically changes the entire offense. It changes the way that the Chiefs play, and it could alter other things. It's not just a one guy sitting out. Yeah, know? here's the thing: it's not about Travis Kelsey's productivity. It's about how Travis Kelsey impacts the defense and the coverages that Pat Mahomes sees, but also the opportunities and the matchups for those young receivers and then the the box and the, the defensive fronts for the running game. So I think Travis Kelsey changes the math with all of that and creates opportunities for others within that offense. If you take him off the field, it makes things exponentially harder for Pat Mahomes and for the running game and for the young receivers. So I think Travis Kelsey as the threat – creates so many things. It opens up so many more opportunities for the Chiefs to exploit. So I I think that's why you have to have him on the field. Now, you can use discretion if you're Andy Reid. You can move him around the formation. You can split him out wide so he's not necessarily in harm's way. Mm -hmm. But just also understand from an X's and O's standpoint how you can exploit the defense by moving him around because defenses are going to react to him. When they start the game plan meeting at the beginning of the week, on Monday the Denver Broncos defense came in, they circled Pat Mahomes, and then right after that they circled Travis Kelsey as the weapon that they have to stop. Taking him off the field makes life harder for everybody on the offensive side of the ball, and that's not the position that you want to be in against a desperate team like the Denver Broncos. Okay, let me flip the script, and I know you guys don't think this is possible, but let me play it out for a second. Oh, boy. (laughs) Is it 1% possible? That tonight, Russell Wilson has a game where we come in tomorrow at 6 a.m. Eastern here on Unsportsmanlike and talk about the idea, you know what, he's not done yet. You know what, this thing may work out with Sean Payton. And that Denver, while they clearly wanted Aaron Rodgers, that is so blatant. They hired Nathaniel Hackett to try to get Aaron Rodgers. We all know that. Sean Payton actually went there because he couldn't get the Chargers. Mm-hmm. That's our that's our guesstimation on that, yeah. right? right. So nobody has what they actually want here, right? In a dream world, the Broncos would have Rodgers. They have Wilson. In a dream world, Peyton would have Herbert. He has Wilson. Right. Is there any chance at all Russell Wilson has that kind of game tonight where we come in tomorrow and say, not done yet? Sure, there's a chance, but I think it's far more likely that we're coming in tomorrow and we're talking about when Sean Payton will bench Russell Wilson because that's obviously not his guy. And that's what's at stake for Russ, right? His career mortality as a starter in the National Football League because no team is going to give him as many chances to get right as the Denver Broncos are because of what they invested to get him and then what they decided to pay him at the beginning of last season. So if you're Russell Wilson – I don't want to say this game is a must win, but at some point you have to have tangible signs that your productivity, because everybody's referring to the numbers as to why you're having a bounce back season, you've got to have those numbers translate to your team having a chance to win games like this. That's why you get paid $48.5 million. Yeah, Russell Wilson ain't all the problems. We get that. Denver's defense is bad, but you know what helps mask that? A really, really good offense that can control time of possession, that can score in the red zone, that can stay on the field on third downs. 
Those are all areas where Russell Wilson has to make sure that the offense is better. You have to give your team a chance to win football games. And that involves not turning the ball over like you did at the end of the Jets game when their quarterback, Zach Wilson, gave you a turnover to give you an opportunity to take control of the game with the lead. You can't do things like that. So everybody wants to say, yeah, Russ is playing much better than he did last year. And I would say to that, that is an incredibly low bar to clear, and that's certainly not close to what the Broncos envisioned when they paid him a quarter of a billion dollars. Do you think that there's a chance that even in a loss, though, he plays against the Chiefs like Zach Wilson did, where even in a loss to Kansas City, the Jets could have won that game, but more mm-hmm. importantly, Zach Wilson looked like a guy who could be a starting quarterback in the league. Not yeah. that Russell Wilson is not right now, but do you think there's a chance that he could play at such a level, even in a loss, that we're starting to have more positive rhetoric around him? Well, again, I, I think everybody's going to continue to point to the numbers and say, what does that mean if that doesn't result in your team being more competitive? Now, if it's a three-point game, I guess you look at it and say, well, Russ gave him a chance. But at some point, those chances have to start turning into wins. And when you look at the upcoming schedule, it doesn't feel like there's an opportunity for a whole lot of those for Denver. So I think we're a lot closer to asking the question of when will Sean Payton pull the plug, put Jarrett Stidham in as the starter, and start the clock or the countdown for when the Broncos will release Russell Wilson because it feels like that's an inevitability. Uh, thank you to Nuno, our producer, for providing information on more breaking news around this game. Per TMZ, Taylor Swift does plan on attending tonight oh so she is going to be there that's three of four games that she's been to since or allegedly will go to tonight uh since the reported romance cc i think our theory of they're not really together is starting to die down like how can we make this argument still that they're not together oh this is easy the conflict with the promotions between what they're doing for the heiress tour the movie that's going to be coming out around her world tour there potentially being a conflict with Taylor Swift being involved with NFL promotions, potentially doing a Super Bowl, things of that nature. And so the NFL, because of the conflict, they did the next best thing by setting up this arranged relationship between (laughs) Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I'm just saying, if they can't have her do the Super Bowl while she's promoting her tour and the movie that's about her tour, then maybe we could have her in a faux relationship with one of the biggest stars, one of the biggest personalities in all of football, Travis Kelsey. It's not faux. It's for real, okay? This is the real deal. There is no way that she would continue to show up and support him in this public of a way if they weren't actually hanging out. Um, Movie comes out tomorrow. My seven-year-old daughter already has tickets. So, like, already in Um, on this. I am not going to it because I'm going to my son's flag football game. Is that the right move, or should I have gone with her to the Eras Tour? um, uh, Movie. What do you think? How, how many of the flag football games have you attended this year? All of them? Oh, you think I'm missing those things? Well, well, what I'm saying, well, if you've gone to all of them, then I feel my, like. My daughter's not in the movie. <laughs> no, I know. But I movie. know. But quality but you, time. This is, this, exactly, quality time. I feel like. I feel like you spread out the love, yeah, Evan. I think, I think you, I'm going to her lacrosse uh, on Sunday. Is that is no, that, no? No, I feel okay. like you got you got to enter her world. Okay, that's you got to enter. You talk about sports for a living. That's your world. Like I feel like you have to enter her world by entering the damn movie theater and going to see the, the premiere of of the era's movie. And to be fair, it could be research for the show. I mean, she is stay, part yeah. of the NFL world. I'm still not buying a relationship, y'all. I still don't I think don't it's real. Why. It's not. It's not real. It's not until I see some PDA. We so, saw her in the, in the leaked photos. No, no I, don't, I don't think so. No. Until, whoa, I, until I see some PDA, I ain't buying it. No, here's what the PDA is. It has to be simple and easy. Like, if you were going to play right now, 
And then all of a sudden you're done with the game. Your wife comes by. You give a quick little kiss, and then you go to the locker room as if like, hey, good to see you. I'll, be, I'll see you in an hour. I got to mm-hmm. change whatever it is. Like that's what – I come home at night. Hey, good to see you, whatever it is. Yeah. We haven't seen that little tiny little easy kiss like, oh, clearly they're together because they're comfortable doing that in front of people. Yeah, I, I'm not buying we it. We have it's not, not seen thing. that. We ha- Smalls, we haven't seen that. I'm not buying it, Smalls. I'm not buying it. I think it's a promotional stunt by Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, and the NFL. They're all in cahoots. Well, she'll allegedly be there. It's a CEO. This yeah. is what I'm talking this, about. On the ESPNU side, you consider that PDA? Oh, That's my gosh. That's not like we're in a relationship. She's like giving Person. him a headlock. That's the like church hug. She's giving him the church hug. No, 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 Anybody no, no, that's no. ever been to Let the black church, you, you give him that sideways this hug. That like is. it's like hip this to hip. That that's the church hug. She's giving him a church hug. Let that's me, what that is. Let she me, looks like Luke and Butch from the Bushwhackers right giving the headlock. Throw the photo back up. Let me break this down for you. Let me give you an analyst perspective of this. Analyst perspective. I like it. He is sitting in a chair and she is cradling him. You, this is not the church hug where they're side by side. Her arm is around. This is when someone is sitting down and you're at, at such ease with them that you come and you lean into them as they're sitting down. He's this not even looking at this her. This was a photo that was snuck mid-movement when she was speaking to somebody else so that whoever was in there could leak it to TMZ or whatever. Her fist this, is even balled up around Yeah, she looks this like is an action fighting shot. him. It's an action exactly, shot. Right? This is an action shot. I'm telling know. you. They, these are people that are comfortable with one another because they <sighs> have spent some alone time together. Uh, I don't know about that. Well, everybody will be in panic mode if she doesn't show up now tonight. CO conspiracy. Conspiracy. <laughs> we will find out what NFL teams are in panic mode this weekend if they lose. Coming up next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. You can watch us on ESPNU. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, all the great ESPN stations across the country, Sirius XM80, ESPN app. Don't panic. Don't panic. Some teams this weekend... May be in panic mode. We're getting to that time in the NFL. CC said we're a week away as a former 11-year veteran. Chris Canty, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you. 11-year vet in the NFL. He said we're one week away from when teams really start to consider changes, which means starting tonight, Kansas City and Denver, and then into Sunday, results this weekend will cause teams to potentially get into panic mode. Correct, CC? Correct. Okay, so... I'm going to give you one. Let's. I'm going to kick it off here. The, the one team that keeps coming to mind that could potentially be in panic mode if they lose this weekend, and it's weird to say this because we were high on them a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it's an insult to the team that CC used to play on, but if the Buffalo Bills actually lose to the New York Giants this weekend and they drop to 3-3 three and three with a loss to the Stinky Giants... 
That's panic mode, is it not? Oh, no doubt, especially with Daniel Jones being banged up. Now, we'll see what happens and how well he's able to play, if at all. But but my question is, where do you go as a franchise and what happens to the relationship between your quarterback and your number one receiver? Like, I, I don't think the smoke around the, de- the Steph Diggs, Josh Allen blow up at the end of last season and then during the offseason has completely gone away, mm-hmm. now, especially after you look at what happened in London with the turnovers from both of them in the second half of that ballgame. I, I, I think there's, th- there's a chance that this thing unravels before our eyes in Buffalo if they lose to the Giants. That's how much of a must win this game is. And I don't, you know what? I'm not even going to phrase it as a must win. I'm going to say it's a can't lose for the Buffalo Bills. An inferior opponent, a team that the Miami Dolphins had no trouble dispatching of last week in their place. Mm -hmm. If you let the New York football giants roll into your building and beat up on you after you lost in London to the Jacksonville Jaguars, essentially giving away the game, then that's a problem. Uh, Quick follow-up on that. You're 1,000% right. There is a big difference. I know this may sound ridiculous between a must-win and a can't-lose. A must win means we're talking about you on Monday if you win the game. A can't lose means if you win, we don't mention you. Buffalo beats the Giants on Monday? No, yeah. no. We, that's what you should do. Because that's the we're expectation. Not, yeah, we're not right, talking right. about you. That's not a thing. Yeah. No. But that's that's a team that I think could panic with the loss this weekend. What do you guys got? Panic. I got to watch the Commanders. This mm. is a team that I thought could make it into the postseason. Now, they're in the middle of a stretch where four of their next five games is going to be on the road, and they're kicking that off against Atlanta. They've also got Philadelphia and Seattle teams with winning records in that stretch. They got to find a way to get wins. I thought the game against the Bears was a layup. Silly me. Ends up being a blowout loss. They've got to find a way to bounce back and get off of the mat if they have playoff aspirations. I thought they could be a wild card. I want to believe in Sam Howell. I want to trust this defense. And they have proven that you can do anything but through the first quarter of the season. So to watch the commanders, it better start this weekend. Atlanta Falcons got plenty of questions around their quarterback, and their offense has been up and down. Their defense has got to take over this game, and Sam Howell has to make the requisite plays and not give the game away. In this instance, do you want to put a dollar now in the bad take jar, or you're waiting till <laughs> after? The, like, if they lose to the Falcons, are you ready to put a dollar in the bad take jar for the Commanders? Why, 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 but why would I prepay for the bad take? I said they'd be I'm in the playoffs. Asking. That's at the end of the season. Am I getting a discount? Like, do, instead no, of putting I'm in a dollar, asking. I get to put in seventy five cents. I put in How my dollar for saying that the Braves were going to destroy the Phillies after that comeback winning. Yeah, game it's two. over for them. It's over for them. Yeah, so I put. In I'm the not dollar. ready to so say. You're not ready to do that. No, I'm not going to say it's over for them if they lose on the road against Atlanta. I'm not going to say that. What about if but the it, Bengals it, win? Because you have it, the Bengals out too. But it'd be getting late early. Okay, That's so what I was saying. Ready It'd be getting takes. late early for my take, but Got it's it. not out all the way. Okay. Yeah. Well, speaking of getting late early, I have the Bengals as the team that might be in panic mode. Mm-hmm. They're two and three right now. They're in the basement of the AFC North. We kept saying this is not Joe Burrow. He's injured. We haven't seen the the real Joe Burrow yet. We saw a glimpse of it last week. But if they don't beat Seattle this weekend, listen to their stretch that they have coming up at San Francisco versus Buffalo. Then they have Houston at Baltimore. It could get uh, pretty tricky for them. They could get in a hole that's going to be too hard for them to get out of if they don't beat Seattle this weekend. And here's the thing. That's not going to be a layup game. Seattle's coming off of a bye week, and they had good feels going into it because they beat the brakes off of my New York Giants. So, yeah, if this – if this is a tricky game for the Bengals because everybody is expecting them to win. Joe Burrow's back after the way he played in Arizona. He's moving around. That Seattle Seahawks defense flies around. They sacked Daniel Jones 11 times, and Daniel Jones has got some mobility. That offensive line for the Cincinnati Bengals ain't much better than that. So I, I, this, is a, this is a tricky spot for the Bengals. 
this could be a make or break in terms of what their ceiling on this season can be. I had a couple of other in my notes in terms of potential panic teams this weekend with losses. So Minnesota with the the Bears, New England to Las Vegas, those teams are already in panic mode, right? So we can't. Okay, so then I got another one. And this is a team that I was high on before the season, and it's Monday, not Sunday, but what if Dallas loses to the Chargers? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we'll have it for you, obviously, on ESPN. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, that that's that's a situation there where you're like, where do they go? They don't have an identity. They're, they're going to start turning on each other with all of the talking that they've been doing in Dallas. It ain't long now, Ev. You know, when you start talking that, that game and not being able to go out there and back it up, then people start looking for reasons internally to point to as to why the team is underachieving, why we're not living up to expectations. Micah Parsons talking about just trust. If we see the San Francisco 49ers again, well, we know the Niners are going to be there in the end. Can we say the same for the Dallas Cowboys? Mm -mm. I can't. And that's a part of why I sold this team a little short coming into this season. One of my hot takes was the Dallas Cowboys not making it to the playoffs. If they lose this game against the Chargers and they're all of a sudden at 500 and they've dropped a couple in a row, yeah, think about it. That would be three of the last four games that they have lost. And we would be talking about their only wins against both New York City teams and, I'm sorry, the uh, not the Arizona The, pa- the, the Patriots. The, the Patriots. Both New York City teams and the Patriots. I mean, w- w- what would the Dallas Cowboys be? That, that's, that's my question. So I just – I think this is one of those games that if they lose – and all of a sudden, we're questioning not only the quarterback, which is already happening, but we're also questioning the head coach. And after the Chargers, they have the Rams and the Eagles, by the way. And you know that if they lose to the Chargers, Jerry is going to come out and have some comments publicly about the team. Uh, I did not look up where that game was. I don't have to because um, there's, the Cowboys are going to have home field advantage no matter what. Yeah. So they better win. Where is that game? I don't even it's know. In it's, it's in LA. It's in LA. Uh, so it's in Dallas? Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, for the Chargers, let's be honest on that Essentially. Yeah. Char- Chargers are going to be using the silent count. But if you lose that, but think about that, Ev. If you lose that game in front of the entire country on Monday Night Football, oh my God. what does that say about your team? You got embarrassed by the San Francisco 49ers. You lost to the Arizona Cardinals, a team that everybody thought was tanking to start the season. Your only wins against the Giants, the Jets, and the Patriots? That's it? I, I, I can't take you seriously no, as you a team right. that's right not, not, that. not just a title contender, but a team that should be having playoff aspirations. You can't take the Dallas Cowboys seriously if that ends up happening. We are on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. 
You can watch us on ESPNU. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Sometimes the real world is really more important than our make-believe fun sports world, and it affects things all and people all over the country and all over the world on so many different levels. And Bruce Pearl is the head coach of Auburn, their basketball team, and he joins us now to talk about real-life issues that affect a lot of people uh, tragically right now. Coach, in 2022, you took your team to Israel to visit. Tragically, one year later, you cannot do that right now. How much does that break your heart? Oh, Evan, good morning, and and thank you for the opportunity to visit with you guys. Uh, It it does break my heart. Uh, The world has become a a more dangerous place, and what we saw on last last Saturday on Simchas Torah, Shabbat, um, was genocide. it's the largest number of Jews that have been killed in a single day um, since the Holocaust. Um, if it would equate to uh, Americans lost on a single day, uh, a thousand Jews based on the population would be about 35,000 Americans in a single day. And, and why? Um, you know, the, the, the explanation is, is it, there is really no explanation, um, but the world has got to see firsthand um, some of the leadership that Israel has to deal with and uh, and now the, the question is, what do we what, what what does the world do moving forward, Coach? I know this is incredibly difficult for you to process, but how hard has it been for you to deal with your emotions as we're going through this humanitarian crisis, this war uh, in Israel, and yet getting your team ready to tip off the season in a few weeks? That's a great question, Chris. And honestly, it's been tough. You know, I mean. We had a, a, a bagels with Bruce with some Jewish students, about 70 Jewish students from Auburn came together and, and, and they needed a hug. They were, they were in, they were in tears. They, they, they couldn't understand it. They were, have a, had a hard time defending it. And, um, and so you, you begin to wonder, yes, I got to prepare for my season. I, I've got, I got pro day today and we got 28 clubs coming in to see our kids and I got to put our kids in the best possible light and the, the most important thing I could do is I got to take care of my job. I got to take care of my team and my players and work on my half of my university. At the same time, um, obviously, I have not remained silent um, because um, the, the Israel's enemies have been calling for this for years. They've been calling for her destruction. They've been calling for this genocide. Iran, Hezbollah, our, uh, Hamas, and yet. We all sat there in Israel, build your walls and have your Iron Dome and your defense systems. And, and, and now um, those things didn't work. And a thousand innocent men, women, children, babies, mothers have been murdered. Um, and, you know, um, this, this, this was really not shocking to those of us had that been paying attention to what Israel's sworn enemies have said. And this country, our country, the United States, has an opportunity now to to stand with its greatest ally, Israel. I'm grateful for you know for what I hear out of President Biden now, um, and and his commitment uh, to try to hopefully replace some leadership in, in in Gaza, build on the Abraham Accords with other Arab nations that want peace with Israel. But but right now um, it is is obviously a, a very dangerous mess, and and a lot of innocent lives have been lost and are going to be lost. Coach, as so many of us are watching the news footage of these atrocities, we feel such strong emotions and we want to help. I know you're involved in various activist groups. Do you have any suggestions on how people can help? 
Thank you, Michelle. I, you know, I, I think everybody's got to kind of find. First of all, I think number one is prayer. Number two is 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 having the the, the wherewithal to be able to stand with Israel at this time uh, and allow Israel to decide whatever they're going to do to try to get those hostages back and 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 go through the process of of defeating its enemy. You know, and and that's not going to be easy. Um, you know, here in the United States, if, if an enemy attacked us that way, um, you know, regardless of their political beliefs or things like that, we just, we, we, we would have no choice. Um, and, and just, I would just encourage people to, you know, support through the, whatever charities, you know, they, they feel, you know, they feel drawn to, but I appreciate that question. Talking with Bruce Pearl, of course, head coach at Auburn basketball here on, on Sportsman like on ESPN Radio, alone Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Bruce has been the president of the Jewish Coaches Association. You know, it's it's beyond tragic what is going on in Israel. It's beyond tragic when anyone is killed because of the color of their skin or treated differently because of the color of their skin, religion, sexuality, etc. I think about how positive the sports world is, Coach. You go into a locker room, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, Jewish, Catholic, Christian, it doesn't matter, and you're all Auburn. You're all one. Will we ever get to that point in your mind? Evan, that's been my life, and, and, and it really has been a function of coaching. I grew up in Boston where there was wonderful ethnic neighborhoods and, and great diversities, but they were all their own ghettos, the, the Irish South Boston, uh, the, the, the Jewish South End, the black African-American Roxbury, and, 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 and the Italian North End, and, and, and there was some great character in those areas. The problem is there was incredible racism, there was incredible anti-Semitism. You know, obviously Islamophobia exists in the sports world. We pick teams. We go shirts and skins. We don't care what color you are. We don't care, you know, what church you go to or synagogue you go to. Can you guard somebody? Can we stay on the court and, and, and get, win this game at 10 so we don't have to get off the court on the playground? And, and so our kids absolutely can teach ourselves. I knew growing up in Boston that when a friend would perhaps, perhaps bring me home or a girl would bring me home to meet her parents, there were times the parents would look at their daughter or their son and go, you had to bring home a Jewish kid? Really? There are 500 kids there. You know, uh, Chris, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's, 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 it's just, it, and, and we don't feel that way in sports. So what, I'm, what I've always tried to do in my career and my life is bring people together. And even, even as strong an ally and supporter I am of Israel's, I'm not the enemy of, of the Arab world in any way. There are 2 million Arabs living in Israel right now under peace and prosperity and success. Over half of Israel's medical team, doctors, nurses, caregivers are Arab in Israel right now. And a large segment of the Arab population and the Palestinian population have chosen to live in Israel in peace, just like we do kind of on, on our team. But there is a, a segment of the population that wants from the river to the sea, which means they want from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea, and they want to murder the Jews and send them out of Israel, and that is unacceptable. And the world has seen the results of, of in some ways, appeasing uh, Israel's sworn enemy. And as a result of that appeasement, this is what, this is what was created, and, 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 and now um, things have got to change. Or uh, it's, it, and unfortunately, it's, it's, in order to change it, it's going to get worse Coach, before it gets better. 
Coach, there is no uh, there's no easy way to transition from this heavy subject matter, but I do want to ask you about your team this upcoming season. You get started on November 7th against Baylor, a team that finished 11th in the final AP poll a year ago. What, what has you excited about the 2023-2024 Auburn Tigers uh, as you get ready to get things tipped off? Well, Chris, I'll tell you what. We, we are excited. I, I like my team. This has been the hardest working team that I've ever had. The guys are in the gym for breakfast club on their own, getting shots. They're, they're, they, they, they practiced with, with real purpose. Um, we do have five new players. I've got four transfers and, 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 a, and a freshman all-American point guard, Aiden Holloway. Uh, some of the transfer guys, uh, you know, Chad Baker, Denver Jones, uh, Chaney Johnson, are going to have real impact on our team. Um, you know, Janai Broom is our returning leading player, I love our front line. I, I think there's a chance that Auburn's front line could work its way into some some national recognition uh, because of our depth there and the quality of our, our team. Um, you know, we uh, we could shoot it. Um, I think we'll have fun scoring the ball. I'm not sure my team could guard me, and I can't play very well right now. <laughs> so we, we have our cha- we have our challenges on the defensive end. Um, but, but, you know, we'll be picked uh, fifth, sixth in the SEC, uh, which means we should be an NCAA tournament team, and, and, and we'll challenge for the league. And if you're good enough to challenge for the league, you're good enough to get to the Final Four. Coach, let's finish with this. And Bruce Pearl joining us, I'm going to say it this way, promoting humanity to this morning and just treating people right and not judging people and not killing people and horrors that are going on in Israel. And when you think about humanity in the sports world, you actually think a lot about an Auburn alum. Tell us the impact that Charles Barkley has had on you and your program. Well, uh, Charles Barkley is one of the most recognizable, successful, authentic men in the world. Um, and that's a pretty strong statement, but I, 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 he is. Uh, he, 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 he's nobody from nowhere, from Leeds, Alabama, um, took advantage of the opportunities that were presented to him in life, uh, embraced uh, the growth that, that took place for a young man both on and off the court. You know, what an ambassador for Auburn. You know, what an ambassador for, uh, you know, for our country. Uh, what an ambassador for the NBA and, and the sports world. And um, the fact that Charles has recognized Auburn basketball to be a top 25 college basketball program, you know, complimented our student athletes, our players, our university, you know, wears that Auburn on his sleeve because he knows it's a really special place, Evan. I've been to some great places. I've liked every place I've been. I've never loved any place more than, than I love Auburn. And um, it's a, it's the loveliest little village in the place. Uh, we're educating kids and, 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 and both uh, in the classroom and uh, to love their country, to love their God, to love their neighbor. Um, the Auburn Creed is pretty special. Charles Barkley lives by it. And so we're certainly part of him, and he, and he absolutely has helped our program gain credibility and respect. And when we got to the Final Four, the big man cried. And he can't say he didn't because I saw it on television. <laughs> and that tells you how, that tells you how, much it, how much it meant to him. Well, Coach, thank you so much. Obviously, under horrible circumstances, you're joining us this morning. We look forward to having you on under better circumstances. But, you know, we thank you for promoting humanity and treating people the right way. Thank you, Coach. Having prayers for the people of Israel, the IDF soldiers, and and all the people in the Middle East who are going through a very, very difficult time. 
Thank you, Coach. There's Bruce Pearl joining us, Auburn head coach here on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Just horrors. And honestly, the coverage that is out there, it's like you, you can't even watch it. No. It's, so, it's so horrific. Mm-hmm. Um, we live in the, the make-believe world. We, li- we get to play every single day, and we will continue to do that. We will continue to be that distraction as best as we can as we round the bases. Coming up next on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can watch us on ESPNU. Now that's a shot. What a beautiful shot we got on ESPNU. Skyline New York City there. You can listen to us on all of our great ESPN radio stations across the country, including ESPN in Beaver Dam. Hello. 14.30 a.m. Doing a heck of a job. You see it on the TV side, sending us that gear. So if you're a station that is airing our show right now, number one, thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate it. Number two, we're a part of you. You're a part of us. Let us let us promote and advertise for you. Let's go send us the gear um, to our studios. Now, I don't know what our address is, nor am I going to give it out on the air. So Seaport Studios it. in New York City. Figure <laughs> yeah. it out, people. Figure it out. It ain't that complicated. Figure it out. All right, you hear the music. Baseball playoffs going on. All the coverage, ESPN Radio, of course. Smalls takes us around the bases. Guys, let's go to first base. Okay, just so love now- postseason baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Not again. So I'm, I'm laughing and Chris laughing at you. I can't crack of the bat. No, cracking a bat is fine. I'm just saying, is cracking a bat or is that the stick that the 49ers beat the Cowboys with? They really did beat them with the stick. That was the measuring stick. They beat them with the stick. All right. Well, speaking of um, beating, a beat down, we need to talk about what happened last night with the Braves and the Phillies in a 10-2 victory. We have to start with the Orlando Arcia comments that Bryce Harper heard about. So after his base running blunder um, the previous game, allegedly Arcia was overheard saying, attaboy Harper out of the clubhouse mocking him after game two. Bryce Harper heard about this. He and Nick Cassiano showed up wearing Coach Prime gear, basically saying that Arcia made it personal. You saw Bryce Harper staring him down as he rounded the bases in one of his two home runs. But, guys, I want to not ask you about Bryce Harper's response, but about the sanctity of the clubhouse. Do you think it was wrong that reporters allegedly heard Arcia make these comments and put him out there? Okay, well, before CeCe gets in on that, I do want to give Chris credit because on our group text last night, I forgot who sent the text of those shirts with Coach Prime. That was me. That was you? 
Chris, it's over. It's over. <laughs> he had the Phillies winning just based on the T-shirts last night. Well, you can't show up to the game with the Coach Prime swag and not ball, especially after what Bryce Harper did in game two. He made it personal, and so did Orlando Garcia. And guess what? boy, Orlando Garcia. That's exactly what the Phillies needed. That's why Pat Costello's in the studio with this big grin on his face, even though he can't buy the ticket to game four because it's so damn expensive. Okay, so here's where it's interesting. We have two media members, three yeah, media members. This is why I want to have this conversation. who never played professionally. Yeah. When I was allowed in a locker room, my assumption was, and majority of my coverage happened in Wisconsin or in South Florida with the Miami teams, Okay, we're good. We're like whatever you're saying now is part of it. Unless I yeah. see you, like if I see you and Justin Tuck talking, yeah. I'm not recording that. But if you're talking to me, or if you're screaming things out in the clubhouse in front of the media, my assumption is you want me to hear that. First of all, anything that's said in the locker room while the media is in there is fair game for the media. As a player, you understand that. Like we used to talk all the time, the code would be fans watching because the media would be in there, and fans anything watching. anything within earshot yeah. of the media can be used against you. So you have to understand that as a player. Now Orlando Garcia, he there is no assumption of privacy when the media is in there. Like, you know, it just isn't. Like, you're in there, you're in front of your locker. Some guys are coming out of the shower buck naked, and the media's in it. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to understand, if this is something that you expect to be kept in-house, then you can't say it when you got house guests over there. That's just not how the game works, player. Yeah. yeah. That's just not how the game works. And that's, that's a real-life thing. You and your wife are talking. Have a serious conversation about anything in life. It's a real-life thing. <laughs> no, I'm saying, if you're, if, you're t- if you're talking to your significant other. Yes. And you're like, hey, we got to work something out. I'm not even saying bad. Oh, we got we got the company coming over in five minutes. Put that on hold. We'll revisit in three hours. Yes, yes. We're not going to continue that. No, no, like, no, oh, no, no. Chris no, and no, Michelle no. are coming over. My wife and I want to work out like my son and daughter's schooling. Like we're gonna we're gonna put that on hold yeah, for a little yeah. bit. But this is the playoffs. It's emotional. You're celebrating with your team after a win. I can understand how something like that might come out, and you might think, oh, I'm in the safety of the clubhouse. No, don't put that on us. No, no, don't that's that not on the media. No, that's I'm just him. saying I can understand where he would think he could be free to say something like that, even if the media was there, but the media's not going to follow that same code. They're not going to say, oh, I'm within the clubhouse, so I'm not going to report no, that. No, this, this, is, this is one of those situations where he's playing a result, <laughs> and because no, they were on the wrong this. end of an ass-whipping, he said, oh, I wish that would have been kept in house. He wouldn't have said that had it came out and they won last night against the Phillies in a, in a game where they you – know, 4-2. Right. He, he's only saying that because they lost in embarrassing fashion and that was the ultimate rallying cry. Yep. And now he's like, yo, I wish this would have been kept in-house. But that's not really what he meant. Yeah, the f- he, wanted, he wanted to hang on the rim after what happened in game two in the comeback and he got burned for it in game three. Okay, go. you want something else? No, I was just going to say, like, my son can't – we can't get my son off the iPad. He's 10. Right. That's all, no, we shouldn't have given him the iPad. We invited yeah. him into that. You invite us into your clubhouse, Atlanta Braves, and you want us to cover your team? We're going to hear that as media members. Don't say anything. Sorry. Go ahead. I'm glad that you got that out. All right, let's move on to the, the Diamondbacks, second base. I need to hear the sound of this. Okay, so four hitters, four solo home runs for the Diamondbacks last night as they swept the Dodgers. It was 4-2 win, game three of the NLDS. Now, the Dodgers won 100 games, and we're going to get to that if we get to third base. But the Diamondbacks haven't been to the NLCS since 2007. Are you guys believing in them? Do you think that they're real? 
Hell no. I don't believe in the Diamondbacks. <laughs> they beat a 100-win Dodgers no, team. This has, they beat the Brewers. This, this series says more about the Dodgers than it does the Diamondbacks. And, and I'm not saying the Diamondbacks don't have a lot of young talent and that they're not an exciting team, but they're going to run into a buzzsaw that is the Philadelphia Phillies in the CS. They got so no, you don't, you're not even got, considering they, it could they, be the Braves. They got no shot. No, the Braves are done too. They have no <laughs> shot. Now, what was cool about last night is that Gabe Moreno hit that uh, – that foul shot on down the right field line and, and then turns around on the very next pitch and hit one to left center uh, for over 400 feet. Like, it was unbelievable, the, the, the streak that they were on in that third inning. The bats got hot, and those guys took full advantage of it. So it was pretty cool scene to see the Diamondbacks being able to pull it off in the way they did last night. All right, let's go to third base. We're running, we're running short on time here, so we might have to park it at the hot corner. Is there any better advantage right now, home field advantage, than what Philly has going at Citizens Bank Park? I mean, I'm watching these games, and it, it, so many people have said it, it feels like a college football environment. It feels mm. like an SEC crowd. If you're the opponent, do you really want to go into that environment? I don't. Seahawks? If we're opening up to all sports? All sports. Seahawks. The 12s are pretty good. The 12th man. The 12s are pretty good. Anywhere in college football? LSU want to go? is LSU. unbelievable. But they lose. Yeah, they do. Georgia? Georgia, Georgia doesn't lose. Georgia doesn't anymore. lose. So is so it really like an easy is it really home field advantage if they don't, don't even lose? know? But they just don't lose. But the lose. crowd is yeah. just on their feet the entire time. They're loud. They're partying. They're intimidating. Oh, I got one. Tampa with the Rays. They're oh. unbelievable. <laughs> I see you, Amber Wilson, at nights here on ESPN Radio. So Tampa. I mean, just a phenomenal <laughs> home so field advantage for the other team. Will Sunday be Kirk Cousins' last game as a Viking? We'll get to that next. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.